Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Key Reese. And I'm Laura Brodnick. And it's a beautiful day to be alive, Laura Brodnick. It certainly is. I can never match your cheer. (laughs) We've got a serious show today, though. We do, because Ellen DeGeneres has announced that her talk show is officially coming to an end. But there is more to the story than just the one interview she's given. We're going to get into that. But before we do, we've got the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. So kicking things off with another serious topic today, Chrissy Teigen has publicly apologised for bullying media personality Courtney Stoddard in the past. So earlier this week, Courtney, who now identifies as non-binary and first came to fame at the age of 16 in 2011 when she married a then 51-year-old Doug Hutchinson, she gave an interview this week to the Daily Beast talking about Chrissy's behaviour towards her. So in the interview, she said she wouldn't just publicly tweet me about wanting me to take a dirt nap but would privately DM me and tell me to kill myself. She would send me things like, I can't wait for you to die. Courtney has also said that a lot of the cyberbullying actually took place while she was making headlines around the world for her marriage to Doug and the age gap. So at the time, she was only 16 and Chrissy Teigen herself was 26 years old. So now Chrissy has publicly apologised to Courtney in a series of tweets where she said, Not a lot of people are lucky enough to be held accountable for the past bullshit in front of the entire world. I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. I was an insecure, attention-seeking troll. I am ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behaviour, but that's nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. And then she ended off by saying, I have tried to connect with Courtney privately, but since I have publicly fueled this, I want to also publicly apologise. I'm so sorry, Courtney. I hope you can heal now knowing how deeply sorry I am. Wow, that's actually huge. I didn't realize that she had disclosed the private DMs that she was sending her. Yeah, I mean, this has bubbled to the surface like uh, quite a bit over the last couple of years. Mm. But I think now that she's given this kind of bigger ranging interview and also just kind of how public talk has kind of changed around subjects like this. I mean, it's kind of a complicated issue because like I was saying, like she was only 16 years old at the time and Chrissy Teigen herself was 26 and not just making jokes about her in the public eye as a lot of people were doing then, but to be privately sending her a message telling her to kill herself, like that's that's on a whole other level to kind of overall public mocking that was happening but and I, I that's kind of the reason why Chrissy left Twitter recently yeah exactly you know because, because of, of those that kind of language and mocking and that sort of stuff yeah it's definitely a super complicated story and I think maybe the reason now that people are siding with Courtney more even though they didn't all those years ago is that the way we talk about women in the public eye has changed mm-hmm. like people were saying the same things about Britney and yeah so Courtney has yet to respond to um, Chrissy Teigen's very lengthy tweets but there is a lot of conversation around it at the moment no, 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 no. 
All right, I'm going to change things up a little bit because we have some drama and you know that I live for a little bit of drama. So Shana Mokla has finally revealed what she really thinks about her ex, Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker, dating Kourtney Kardashian, a.k.a. Kravis. So we did a whole episode about their new relationship. So if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that. So in an exclusive interview with People, Shana confirms that she is very much over her ex and the father of her three kids, but she admits that some of the PDA that he's doing with her is weird she said the movie true romance that I feel like they've been bonding over was the theme for our wedding our daughter's named after the character in the movie flying banners overhead like we did on meet the Barkers stuff like that I just think it's weird so Shana was referencing Courtney's recent birthday trip where Travis surprised her by organizing a plane to do like a flyover with one of those banners that kind of flies behind the plane and that banner said happy birthday Courtney this is actually something he also did for Shana on their reality TV show 10 years ago. She went on to say that she is really genuinely happy for him, but calls out the social media backlash that she's faced from Courtney's fan base, saying, if anything, my only issue is that this whole sort of craziness that's been going on is her fan base. It's really almost to the point of being bullied. And in response to the sappy post that she and her on-again boyfriend, model Matthew Rondu, have been posting, she says, Matthew and I have been posting stuff in a joking manner, but not so much to attack Courtney and Travis. It was more just to annoy her fan base because at some point you just have to make a joke out of it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of get what she's doing. Like it would be so weird to see your ex and father of your kids doing all of the same things he did for you when he was professing his love to you all those years ago. I think exactly what she said there. I don't really care, but it's weird yes. how most people feel about the Kravis situation. Yes. It's just got this underlying current of just strangeness and mm. also like overly performative. Horniness. But also, yeah, and that too. But mm. also like I actually don't think they're doing it for a publicity stunt. I just think they're wrapped up in this crazy world and yeah. they're wanting to share it in a way that they haven't shared their relationships in the past before because especially Kourtney Kardashian is never this overly soppy with no. any of her past relationships. So it's just such a but Travis turn has from been. Her. He has been. That's it's, the awkward thing. Oh my god! It's the runaway bride theory where you know, how, like the woman changes herself to fit into the man's kind of world and his idea of romance. So she's never done this before, but now she's kind of just replaced his ex-wife in their kind of love story. Like she slipped That's into their weird. love story, and she has weird. been like dressing like in gothic because he's like quite yeah. Like he's a cool guy, and she's like trying to change her fashion too, which I feel like. No, I definitely haven't changed my fashion, if anything. Is she, oh, Boys she have is changed their fashion that. for me. But she has, like, That's she's so wearing wild. a lot of black, a lot of, like, skulls, Doc Martens. Like, definitely not her typical aesthetic. She's definitely kind of tweaked it so that they kind of match. But, I mean, maybe she's just like Brad Pitt 2.0. Oh, my God, Brad Pitt does it Yes, too. it's oh a thing. God. Well, anyway, I'm sure there's going to be more updates, so stay tuned. It was announced today that after 19 seasons and 64 Daytime Emmy Awards, the Ellen DeGeneres show will end in 2022. So in an exclusive interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Ellen said, when you're a creative person, you constantly need to be challenged. And as great as the show is and as fun as it is, it's just not a challenge anymore. So The Hollywood Reporter also confirmed that Ellen informed her staff on the 11th of May and will sit down with longtime pal and daytime predecessor Oprah Winfrey to discuss the news on today's episode of Ellen. So at the time of recording this episode of The Spill, that episode is not yet live. However, we will cover any big moments in tomorrow's app. 
Yeah, so a lot of the controversy around the Ellen DeGeneres show came to light in July of last year when a BuzzFeed News expose was released and it detailed a lot of allegations about the toxic workplace Mm -hmm. that was the Ellen DeGeneres show with a lot of the claims made against Ellen DeGeneres herself, but also a lot of her senior staff members, which I think is important to remember. This prompted a huge internal investigation by the production company that makes the show and it resulted in the dismissal of a number of key executives. So at the time of that, Ellen DeGeneres, who has very much built her brand and her motto around the idea of being kind and treating people well, opened season 18 of her show with a very lengthy apology and kind of addressing the situation for the first time. Because while this whole expose was coming out, her show had been on hiatus for the summer break. And so she very much told viewers that she was waiting to the investigation was kind of taking place. And then she came onto stage and said this. As you may have heard, this summer there were allegations of a toxic work environment at our show. And then there was an investigation. I learned that things happened here that never should have happened. I take that very seriously, and I want to say I am so sorry to the people who were affected. I know that I'm in a position of privilege and power, and I realize that with that comes responsibility, and I take responsibility for what happens at my show. This is the Ellen DeGeneres Show. I am Ellen DeGeneres. My name is there. My name is there. My name is on underwear. We have had a lot of conversations over the last few weeks about the show, our workplace, and what we want for the future. We have made the necessary changes, and today we are starting a new chapter. Yeah, so the New York Times reports that that episode had the highest ratings for an Ellen premiere in four years. So everyone was just dying to kind of hear what she had to say about it. And the A-listers were pretty loyal to her. She had a really good kind of group of guests on that season, but viewership really quickly declined after that premiere episode with the New York Times reporting that the show had lost more than a million viewers since September. And according to research from firm Nelson, it averaged only 1.5 million viewers over the last six months, down from 2.6 million in the same period last year. So obviously knowing kind of what's happened over the past 12 months now, do we think this is why the show is really ending? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a complicated question because I think we should make it clear that Ellen DeGeneres and her team have been very clear that this has been in the works for many years, that she wanted to end the show a couple of years ago for numerous reasons, including just the time constraints that it is, because it is a huge show to constantly film and, and to work shows on. shows a season. Exactly. And now she's done up to kind of over 3,000 shows and like 2,400 celebrity interviews. Mm. And like, so that obviously is a factor. And the network at the time, a couple of years ago, really needed her to re- sign and there was this whole negotiation. So in her head, she's saying this was always the end date, regardless of anything that's happened. But when you look at the hit, both like her reputation, her production company, the company she works for, and just the overall name of the show, when you look at the hits that has taken over the last couple of months and how difficult it'll be for her to move forward, it's hard not to think that that has had an impact on her wanting to stop the show. Yeah, well, I remember that interview that she and Portia did, it must have been after she did her monologue, where she really said that she was heartbroken with everything that had happened and that it affected her deeply. So I just find it hard to believe that this didn't have 
some sort of an impact on her decision. Yeah, and they ask her about that in the Hollywood Reporter interview. So at first they were kind of just talking about how amazing the show was and I started to think like, oh, did they kind of broker a deal that Ellen would announce her departure in the Hollywood Reporter Mm. in exchange for not bringing this up? But obviously that didn't happen and they did ask her about how um, the allegations impacted her and she was said like, you know, it was very hurtful to me but if I was going to quit I would have done it last year and not come back and face the music. But that would have been a terrible PR strategy because at least she's kind of had this other season where all these big celebs have rallied around her and come back and she did get to come out and say her monologue and they did get to make changes to the show. So I think that that was almost like a band-aid year to see if they could preserve her legacy in a way. Definitely. But it didn't quite work out. And I think kind of having this conversation, I think what people want us to say is whether or not we think Ellen is a bad person or whether she had a toxic workplace or whether this is true. But I just think that that is too much of a complicated question to get into. Like I will say that they did an investigation and they found that there was a lot of toxic behaviour on that site. And some of that definitely came from her as the person at the top and as the person running it. But it also came from all the other executives working behind the scene. And I think why it's hit so much harder than, you know, we kind of know that almost all TV shows have this behind the scenes. All creative workplaces have this. That's kind of just, they're toxic workplaces. People are highly emotional. People are expected to work in ways that are not sustainable in other companies. But I think because this particular show had made so much of its money off the idea of be kind, be a good person, and she had made so much of her career and so much of her fortune off that, it kind of hit the people behind the scenes a little bit harder when the company is profiting from a message that they don't live behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. And they said that there was a 22% decline in ad revenue. So obviously, advertisers thought the same thing. But I think in the case of Ellen, also why we've had such a big reaction to it is because it's a reminder that we're all quite flawed. She didn't seem that way. I had quite a weird reaction to this, but then I had to like peel myself back a bit. And I wanted to ask myself the question of like, does the fact that she has been quite a shitty person to her staff undo the good that she has done, even if it's like quite self-serving. Because I had looked at the stats and it's like they've made nearly 70 million US dollars in charitable donations and more than 300 million in audience giveaways. And I think you can be disappointed because accusations were very serious. It wasn't just like she's being a diva. It was like quite calculated things that were happening. Oh, yeah. It was like abuse behind the scenes. It was racially charged abuse. In some cases, it was sexual abuse. 100%. It's not about, it wasn't diva behaviour. Yeah. That's not what people were calling it. No, no, not at all. And like, Her actions had a profound impact on the lives of the people that she employed and she has a duty of care. So they're serious allegations, but I think it's important to remember that some people can be really shitty at times that they don't have like a whole world stage of people judging them. Mm. So I believe that people can change. Do we cancel her? No, I know we're not asking that question, but I know that's kind of, I mean, she is cancelled effectively, but I just think that like we can be harsh on her, but we can show compassion because I don't know, just having that much fame, some people just goes to their head and they also live in a world where everyone is saying yes to them. So we see it with child stars, we see it with her, but the point was we didn't think we were going to see it with her because that wasn't the stick that she was having us buy into and that's where I think the ickiness kind of comes from. Yeah, because we held her at a different level to so many other celebrities because everyone kind of bought into that thing of like kindness, be a Mm. good person. Except Dakota Johnson. Yeah, I know, but even I have a bit of an issue with the Dakota Johnson thing. Okay, talk to me. Talk to me. Like, obviously, that was a mic drop. That was a slam dunk. That was the beginning of everything. But I just don't think you can compare two A-list, multi-multi-million dollar celebrities sitting on a couch and having a tiff 
about a birthday party to what these people behind the scenes were saying happened to them. Like I kind of, I just am very uncomfortable with the idea of Dakota Johnson being seen as the champion of the staff on Ellen who were being abused because she didn't oh, know about no. that. I, I think, think that it was just, the change of public perception. It was the sentiment that changed and that just was kind of like a visual that we had never seen of a celebrity kind of pushing back like that. And then remember the reason why she didn't go to Dakota Johnson's birthday is because she went to, I'm doing what you did, an NFL game. <laughs> she went to the final and she sat next to George W. Bush, who was very problematic in many ways. And people blew up about that, especially because he was so against like LGBTQI rights. And she is obviously a big face of that movement, having lived through her career almost going down the drain because she decided to come out publicly. Like people felt iffy about that. So I think the tide was just turning, like a few key things happened. I don't really think Dakota Johnson was like the person who brought her down. Obviously, the allegations of toxic workplace behavior is the thing that we couldn't look away from. Like other things you can explain away, but that we really couldn't look from. But I'm just going to say, Oprah never had these problems. I'd be so interested to watch that interview and see if she kind of asked the tough questions. And I think another important thing just to end on is that the people who originally talked in that big BuzzFeed expose who kicked off this whole thing have now again spoken to BuzzFeed about their reaction to the news. And they've said that it's just a consequence of being the face and leader of a TV show where misconduct ran rampant behind the scenes for years. And they said something really interesting like, this is not cancel culture, it's consequence culture. Like this is the consequences of that whole institution and what they went through for so long now playing out in the public eye. So I kind of think that as we have these discussions going forward, that's the kind of wording we should be using. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I do like that kind of language around it. It's just like there's also consequences to those consequences, like all of those people losing their jobs. Exactly. It's not clean cut, but you can listen to the True Hollywood Reporter interview with Ellen. We'll link it in our show notes. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. I've seen a couple of you joining our Facebook group and I'm loving it. So I am going to say again, come and join our Facebook group. We pop in our episodes each day. We drop in any visuals from stories that we're talking about. Just search for The Spill on Facebook and we will accept you. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick with audio production by Leah Porges. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.